Hello and welcome to Embra Football Podcast. On tonight's show, we'll start with Embra City, moving on to Civil, Spartans, Embra Uni, and then finishing with Hibs and Hearts. Alongside me, as ever, is Callum. Callum, how are you doing today? Ah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. How's yourself getting on? Yes, I'm. I'm fine, thank you. Cal, Embra City, a fantastic result at the weekend. Which we said it was so important that they bounce back after a draw and then and then defeat uh, last week to to Stirling, and, and that's exactly what they did. And they and they turned up on the big stage. Well, when I say stage, I mean the national stadium. Yeah. Um... A fantastic result. Really, the game's gone within. Well, the game's done. Sorry, within you know seven minutes, two 0 up, just blow them away. The the pitch at Hamden, I think, helps with the players that they've got. You know, guys like Craig Thompson, Matt Laird, that like to spray balls, etc. They they've got the ability to use the width of the pitch. They've got great wingers in Danny Galbraith and Graham Taylor who know how to utilise that space. So, just all round a fantastic performance. Is that- when you watch the, the highlights back um, as you said about space that was actually really evident if you take the goals out of it completely when you watch the highlights back the spaces in between the lines where Laird was, was able to play unchallenged 15-20 yard pass at the striker's yeah. feet and even the last goal albeit if we speak about one of the goals the last goal Galbraith in so much space and he can play one ball over the top and there's and, still so much space yeah, and, they're in, and uh, yeah realistically it was just They've they've gone through it hand in twice this season and both times they've looked brilliant. It's been their best performances. Two 0 and four 0 Yeah, two 0 and four 0 But yeah. I think it's just the overall performance, not necessarily the scoreline, because they know how to play on a big pitch and yeah, it just really helps like the way they want to play. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um yeah, I mean one minute into the game it's one 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 no, sorry. Four minutes into the minutes game, should I say? Four minutes into the game, sorry, Cam. It was Danny Galbraith, uh, his first goal f- for the club. It, it's a great finish, you know, but I still th- I'm looking at the goalkeeper a little bit. All oh, right, okay. Um, well, you know, it's it's a simple. We're talking about the space. Liam Henderson just strolls forward and he's able to pick out that pass, find his namesake. You know, how often have we said in the podcast that? If Blair Henderson's not scoring, he's involved with the goals, whether that be an assist or just causing absolute mayhem up top. And yep. again, it's a nice cushion header back to Galbraith. Stunning finish. I, th- I think, yeah, I think perhaps John Hart and the, the Queen's goal possibly could have done a little bit better, but some finish, take nothing away from him. Yeah, totally. And, you know, what a way to sort of really introduce yourself to, to the city support with a goal like that. Absolutely. Calum, it was Alan Smith then makes it two after seven minutes as you were saying and a good finish you know he still has to react yeah. well into the box hits it across the goalkeeper a lot of power kept it low but it's poor defender isn't it? Yeah I think uh, the Queen's defender leaves him so much time and Smith he keeps his composure that's the that's the thing you know he knows that he's got you know an extra second or two where perhaps he wouldn't have before and he just you know, gets it down on his right foot, smashes it past the keeper. It's a great goal. Two 0 up in seven minutes, and it's just, you know, easy street. Smith's a funny one for me because, you know, I played League Two for a season uh, when I was young. I was at East Fife, so I sort of knew players around at that time. Callum, you've not really seen a lot of football at that at that level in recent years, but Smith has really impressed me this season. He's been one of the finds, I think, for Embrace City. Thus far, when I've seen him live in the games that I have, I've been very impressed. And even the highlights package that I watch, 
I think he's been one of the fines. I really do. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's had a really good season. If I'm honest, I think just the sort of blend of the whole team has worked well. They've mm. they they oh, they they brought in a raft of bodies in the in the summer there, and you know a lot of them. You're thinking, oh, who's this? Who's that? But they've all sort of complemented each other well. You know, they've brought in the the known quality in your Danny Handling and your Balotelli. Yeah, Balotelli. Thank you. I was like. <laughs> I could see I was like Galbraith now. Uh, now but you know so they had the recognised quality that played at a certain level but the the whole team they just seemed to get what McDonald's trying to do and you know on the park 11 v 11 I fancy them against anyone at that level and as we saw against Aloha even teams slightly above you know they, they do have a fantastic squad and they all just play for each other yeah absolutely Carlin was 3-0 before half time and we were sort of running riot uh, Henderson finally gets his first goal at the National Stadium I think the previous game at Queen's Park he was wanting to to break that hoodoo but he done it in this game Carlin it's it's well played on the left hand side and it's just a, a simple header isn't it it's a simple header yeah suddenly it's a route and you know 3-0 up play Henderson yeah something that he wanted to do get that monkey off his back I think you know that was his 357th goal of the season it's just absolutely phenomenal I was actually talking to Laird day today and he's on we'll go on to speak about the fact that he's on 28 goals now for the season and there's 16 league games left Mm -hmm. and there's one minimum of one cup game left against uh, Connors Key and we're saying how many do you think he could finish on and you know Laird was like you know 10 goals that would another 10 would be I was like, get him what? A, he could hit fifty. He I could. mean, that's that's a that's a big yeah. that is a big jump. That, that what I'm saying, but he could actually hit fifty. What league goals are they? What many league games so far? Sorry, league game. Well, there's sixteen league games left. They've played twenty, so they've got sixteen league games to go. You know, if you think about it, how many times does Blair Henderson score a double? Mm. You know, like he scored. I he think bags, for, I'd say forty minutes. For, forty, yeah, hundred percent. I think that that's. Less than a goal a game, and he's you know, he's flying. So, yeah. I think there's no reason why he couldn't. I mean, I think fifty perhaps is a bit uh, ambitious, you know, from like me saying that he. he but there is nothing to stop him from hitting fifty. Incredible. You know. Well, he he got one closer to fifty, Cal. Yeah. He, he scored in the second half, as we spoke about there earlier. It was Galbraith finds himself sort of so much space in the, around about the halfway line, and he just. Puts it forward. I mean, there's shouts for offside, Callum, on, I think it's Alan Smith. Yeah, um, oh, they were brilliant on the Queen's Park highlights. Yeah, the highlights Just, were funny. Um, Do you think it was offside? The angle wasn't... Fair, the, the, angle's, the angle's not great, so, you know, benefit the doubt, we'll say that Smith was onside, but you've still got to play if on. If he was off, it was very tight. Yeah, it's marginal, so... And let's be honest, it, it's one of them, it wasn't going to get, get caught anyway. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, so... He, he gets in, it's a good save from John Hart, and then, I'm sure it's John Hart, yeah. Yeah. and then you know simple tapping yeah. for the big man he's in the right place at the right time following in yeah. and you know it's just honestly we're talking about wash out but it was just a, the old like Glaswegian boy like, oh you yeah. oh you get that flag up <laughs> and I was just like yeah. it's like number 13 on the cliche of shouts at football grounds <laughs> Cam it was a vital win though wasn't it you know Peter Head winning and Clyde winning as well and you know, Clyde. It's like Peter Head, three points behind, game in hand. Clyde, only five points behind. So it really was a, a vital three points at the weekend. You wasn't know, it? 
sitting at the top of the league every game is a must win you know unless you're sort of like Man City last year or you know you've built up a comfortable lead if you are in a title race every game's a must win and it's, it's always important to have the points on the board they've got you know another tough game this weekend you know but I think I think they're all going to be tough games from from now until the end of the season because they, they don't get easier and yeah it's and in at home it's a, it's a tough game, but they've beaten them twice already this season. It is tough. I think Annan are one of the better football sides in the league. But if you look at their last, you know, sort of five games since they last played Ember City, mm-hmm. Calm, five games, two wins, but those two wins were home wins. You know, the three away games, Callum, only one point, and that was away to Albion Rovers. It was a 1 0 defeat away to Clyde the game after Ember City. It was a 2-1 defeat last week to, to Stolen Albion. So, um, you know, and a one-old, like I say, a one-old draw with, with Albion Rovers away uh, in between that as well. So, I can't, I can't see anything past an Ember City win. I, I really can't. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, they've, they've struggled recently for a little bit of form. And then... As as has been known, they are one of the better sides in that division. You know they do do play some really nice stuff, but they have struggled, especially away from home. So I think it's a big chance for City to come through and get the three points. It's another one of those ones where they really do need to get three points because, again, sitting at the top of the league, you need to you need to win these games, especially your home games. And you know I genuinely think that they'll come through that and. You know, if the big man gets his 50 goals, you know, he'll need a couple again on Saturday. Well, Peter headed at home to Berwick. So you've got to think that, uh, that, that, that Peter Hedder will probably up three pick up three points, yeah. And Clyder, Clyder a three weeks, so. Yeah, so it's important just to stretch that lead, you know, build that gap up. And because you're not wanting to give them a chance. What will harm Clyde is the fact that Goodwillie has been ruled out for. Minimum three weeks, I think, with uh, a broken arm. So that's a massive miss. You saw, you saw what uh, Clyde were like when City went through there, and beat them two 0 without Goodwillie. He's sort of mercurial figure for them. He, you know, almost like the the effect that Stephen A. Smith has at Hearts that way that he can sort of inspire the this team with his ability. So I think losing him. Massive blow for Clyde. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, Goodwillie essentially is like Paul Henderson out of Edinburgh City, or Paul McAllister away from Peterhead. He's a, he's he's the goal getter, you know. And it's uh, that is a big loss. It'll be interesting to see how Clyde they, uh, yeah. react over the next uh, couple of weeks. But yeah, I fully expect three points for for Edinburgh City if if they're at it. But Annan, good football inside, they're gonna have to take them seriously. Yeah, I mean, well, I think both games have been two one. Yeah. This season, so it's 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 going to be a bit of a game. I think it's going to be a very good game, but City need to come through, need to get three points, and I th- thoroughly expect them to do that. Okay, Cal, that's everything from from Ember City. We'll move on to to the Lone League now. Civil Service Strollers. We'll start with them. It's a two o'clock kickoff, so we'll do it in in that order. Yeah. Um, a three-one win, Callum. An expected result in the end, but yes. Whitehill. Showing that they are starting to turn a little corner. They got a good point last week at Spartans, um, at Whitehill that was, and yeah. and for forty five minutes, Callum, they were thoroughly deserved. They won the lead at half time. Um, yeah, I think 
the first the first twenty minutes, Seville just it was just sort of long balls in behind that were causing them problems. Uh, one resulted in a free kick sort of near the corner flag. Ball got played in. It's cleared off the line. So could have gone one 0 down there. Second one, it's a short back pass and sort of rebounds out to boy, the boy about 20 yards out and he just chips it over the, so I think it was uh, Craig Newell's on the line and just chips it over him and the stranded Donaldson into the back of the net and at the time it was a thoroughly deserved lead. It's actually the, a very good finish Hill. isn't it? Oh it's a great finish, uh, very composed if I'm honest. I, when I was I was watching it I genuinely thought he was just going to blast it or something take a touch go into the area but yeah. composed himself and gets it gets it in and they deserved to take the lead I think Civil started slowly uh, I don't know if the wind played a part the when they were getting into forward areas weren't doing enough with the ball I think there was uh, one chance Churchy hits over from about six yards possibly should be doing better there was a lot of shots from outside the area that were peppering the trees behind the goals <laughs> the I think Stephen Frow's long throws were the sort of best attacking threat in that hmm. in that first half but you know I think after about 25 25 minutes I think the what's it the boy Rintoul got booked and I think it was just for descent and from that point, I don't know, something just snapped in Civil. They got themselves a foothold in the game. They got a lot better and they ran out absolutely deserved winners in the end. You yeah. know. Made a couple of changes in the second half as well, Callum, and that, that is a, a very strong aspect of, of the depth that Embers, that Civil have. I think Hopkinson came off the bench and he, did, yeah. Yeah, he comes on and makes it makes it 2-1. Churchill obviously got, got the equaliser, Callum, after a, a corner was half cleared and uh, McConnell uh, has a shot deflected finds Churchill at the back post and Hopkins in with the penalty Stonewall penalty um, yeah 100% Stonewall penalty keeper rushes out I mean basically it was like a different civil service the way they started the the second half compared to the way they started the first I thought they were out at them you know it didn't take them long to get the equaliser you know forcing corner after corner and it fell fell kindly to McConnell uh, the sort of edge of the area it takes on the half volley deflected and it's very very kind for uh, Churchy and uh, apparently as I was saying absolutely Churchy runs through keeper takes him out and Hopkinson just does enough does to, enough um, it's back of the net what to uh, get it over the line but I think they, they passed up a, more than a couple of chances yeah. to to seal the game out takes you what was it? I think a minute before Stephen Froud got his goal, saying, "Oh, he's just just it had one cannon off the post," and you were like, "Oh no, that's that's that wraps it up." And then you know, minute minute or two later, he's through again. Doesn't make this mistake, and oh, what a celebration! Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Does the old uh, front flip? Fantastic. Uh, but you know, they they did thoroughly deserve it. At at the end, I mean, Whitehill did go down to ten men. I text you at half time saying that the boy was going to get sent off five minutes, five, ten minutes into the second half. He did get sent off again. Yeah. I think it was for dissent. I just think. Mm. Just, I think was it just was it just after the equaliser or was it just after the two one? It was. Uh, no, it was before. It was before the uh, the penalty. So, but yeah, they were they were level at the time. Yeah. But it was one of those 
silly red cards. I think they just daft yeah. for him to be talking about it. But yeah. look, massive win. Massive win. win because it, they leapfrog Spartans, as we're going to talk about. They're into fourth, three points off Kelty, you were saying. And it's a fantastic season that they're having. Yeah. I mean, the last sort of seven games, Callum, I mean, in there, the wins are probably expected wins. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, you know, if you go back you've, from the 17th of November, uh, was this, when the winning run, sort of, or this unbeaten run sort of started, Callum, was a, a 2 1 win v Whitehill, a 2 1 win v Gretna, a 6 0 win v Gretna, 1 0 win v Edges Sport. So it was 4 0, four wins in a row, but really probably four expected wins. Then it was two draws, Callum, but it was a, a draw away to Spartans and a draw away to BSC, which were very good. And, and you know, the, the win at the weekend, 3 1 against Whitehill. You know, it's put them in the fourth count. It's a, a great run. And we said at the start of the season, Whitehill or Gary would probably target in top five, top four. Well, that's where they are at this moment in time. And um, we said on the podcast last week, they're going to go into their game knowing that three points, they're going to have a real good chance of, of potentially finishing the, the evening in, in fourth. Yeah. We, we said that. And free week, free week this week, um, cup duty for, for a, lot of, a lot of teams. So... Um, Perhaps time to, to rest a few if any were carrying knocks, but with this momentum, they'll probably be wanting another game. But um, yeah, the leapfrog Spartans, we'll move on to Spartans, Callum. It was, you were there again, you went for the second half, you yep. missed nothing in the first half. So yeah, supposedly absolutely nothing in the first half. But. After the game, um, when Man the Match was being announced, it was the, the result was congratulated. By seeing it was a bit of a snatch and grab, but by by those that were presenting the, the man the match, um, snatch and grab, Callum, would you go along with that? Yeah, I mean, I would have said smashing grab. I don't think smashing grab sounds better than snatching grab. But, <laughs> uh, <coughs> sorry, excuse me. Yes, a hundred percent. I genuinely don't know how Spartans didn't come away with three points. It's you know they had they had the chances, and I think one of them. Jack's a uh, really nice play down the left hand side ball finds its way Jack Smith he gets into the area cuts it back uh, Atkinson's there gets on target keeper makes a great save and you're thinking that that should have been it sort of comes back out and David Greenhill has a shot just wide and it was just it was as if they just um, took took the pressure up a notch you know they they, they were the team that wanted it so then you know Atkinson went through one on one. There was some a fantastic last ditch tackle from one of the BSC players. Then Atkinson again through cuts it back for Dishington almost a wee bit like a FIFA goal. I'll not say what they're actually called, but <laughs> yeah, and you know hits wide. You know, and it just and that was a chance, wasn't it? That was that was that was a massive chance. It was yeah. just it seemed like every time they went forward looked like they. They were going to score. They just, it, they were not. I mean, I tweeted out like they were knocking at the door. When's it going to open, etc. But then all of a sudden, just a uh, a ball at the top, a flick on. Tam Oz in behind and lobs it in, and it's just wow. Yeah, I mean, it probably sums up Spartan season, really, isn't it? I mean, last season, um. Yeah, I was there. There was games that we should have been well out of sight, you know, that we should have been notching up three, four nil, four nil wins. But 
we were having to leave it late. I don't know how many games we won going into the last five minutes. Eventually, we would uh, knock the door, you know, you know, yeah. put it in the back of the net, and perhaps we deserve we deserve the wins. Other other teams would probably look and see how the road their luck, all these late winners. But I, th- I think over the we deserve them. But these chances now aren't going in, and it's yeah. coming back to it's coming back it's, to haunt them. No, you, you know that the late goal that White that Civil got, the late goal that 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 BSC got at the weekend. You know, it's um, just a few weeks ago we were speaking about how they put themselves in good positions, but they hadn't been able to see games out. You know, mm. when they went through to Kelty, went one 0 up, one each. They went through at BSC two one up. You know, yeah. uh, went through edgy sport conceded late on, and yeah. it was that sort of. Oh, they're they're almost there, but it's just you know they're not being able to to see a game out. This was just, you know, it was an absolute sucker punch. If I'm honest, I, I honestly couldn't see it coming. The quality that BSC do have up front is evident. You know, the those uh, the two boys that you've mentioned previously on the podcast, uh, Martin Green and. Uh, Thomas Orr they are they are very good and you know you could see that they're a bit of a handful but I, I think I think the goal comes in uh, it just as soon as he got a uh, sort of past chain I thought oh no and lobs it over the onrushing uh, Blair Carswell and it's it was did, a hard one to did, take. Did he have to come out? Do you think? I've not but, seen the goal, but c- certainly, certainly, um, you know, none of that. But I think they were sort of edge of the eighteen-yard box, you know. But hey, you, you make a decision in the moment, and you know sometimes it's the right one, sometimes it's it's not. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't sort of lay too much blame at, at his door. I thought the celebration was a bit over the top from. The it's, BSC bench. It's I think, expected. It's, 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 <laughs> yeah. not, it's not the first time. Every every single one on the bench was on, and I understand players sometimes maybe, but I think the manager was doing his best Ham Curry impression. He was about. Um, I think he was on the edge of the D, and I swear to God, if I was a Spartans player, I'd absolutely decked him. I just, what are you doing? Yeah. But hey, you know, it's not, to be honest, it's, it happens. It happens quite frequently. BSC. I mean, they still see themselves in the title. Uh, title hunt. Yeah, well, would you agree with that? After seeing I them, that's the first time you've seen them in it. First, first time I've ever seen them. I think they talking about uh, riding your luck. I think they definitely rolled their luck against Spartans. Spartans should have been out of sight, but you know they did look solid. They looked organised, and you know they came away with a winner. And you know if you're only going to get one golden chance then you know you take have to it. make sure you take it and yeah, they certainly true. did that so you know what what are they six points off East Kilbride uh, I think it's nine nine, nine oh, my game, or, or six with a game in hand or nine my game in hand it's one of the yeah, two so Sorry, I mean I, I think remember. I think they are the closest to sort of try and make it uh, make it interesting in the title race but they need other teams to do them a favour realistically Spartans you know to, yeah. <laughs> to do them a favour but I think it is it is going to be a tough ask for anyone to try and rein in East Kilbride. They are yeah. looking sort of formidable at this moment in time. They're every signing, every signing they make has got has got some form of of SPL experience. Every yeah, signing, you know, they're just they're just running away with it this year. They're just so clinical, and yeah, I think I think that 
they will they will end up with a with the league. I mean, Dougie Samuels has come out and admitted that the league's gone, but I think privately probably thought maybe a couple of weeks ago it was gone. But. They did make they did make a signing during the week uh, last week. Callum Aaron Scott, someone I I know reasonably well. Um, he actually went to our school, Callum. Um, did he? He did. He's a player that was at Hearts. He then went to Hibs. He had loan spells in the in the loan league. He then uh, then he played abroad, and then recently he's been he's been in, on a scholarship over in America. So he's someone I actually trained when I was at Edinburgh City. He trained with us for a month or so before he went over to America. Very technical, um, very comfortable with with the ball at his feet. You know, takes the ball under pressure. Somebody that he's got to have a to be uh, former. Scotland, you know, capped at 16, 17's level for Scotland as well, so you'd expect him to be to be comfortable uh, on the ball. Um, be interesting to see how he reacts to the physicality of of the Scottish game. You know, being away for 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 a bit of time, but in terms of technical ability, there's no doubt he's got he's got quality. So I'm intrigued to see how that'll plan out uh, long term. Good age, 22, I think, roughly. So no, that's why. I mean, went to our school. We're, we're 28, man. <laughs> I mean, come on, what is it? he's he's just coming to the school as we're leaving. I know. But, but um, yeah, very no. technical. So we'll see what pans out. Yeah, I mean, realistically, Spartan. probably a young, like a young David Greenhill. All right, um, <laughs> he's a he's a chance here. Um, to be fair, it was it was tough to get get make a judgment on him uh, on Saturday there. But I think from what you're saying, it's you know what Spartans needs. You know they need they need bodies. Realistically, if they could if they could find one of those guys that scores. Goals every single week, you know we need, we need, that would strength, that would yeah, be that would be ideal because just putting the ball in the back of the net is what's cost them this season because they're solid throughout throughout the team. I mean, when they drew nil nil with East Kilbride, when I watched them that game, couldn't believe they didn't come away with three points. Yeah. and it's you know it's the same. It's happened again, except BSC were able to. Have a little bit of quality. It and seems, I mean, to, to kind of to kind of sum it up, Calum. I think from from what we what we've seen and what we hear about Spartans on a weekly basis, Calum. It's 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 like they have to create five chances a game to score one. Yeah. But opposing teams are creating one and scoring one. You know, they're not they're not, they're not a team that are conceding a lot of chances, but every every shot seems to just to go in against them at the moment. You know, yeah. we've seen that against Civil, Civil as well. Yeah, we were there. they were the better team, but. They couldn't see that game out, and you know it's just yeah. Even even what's it? Well, we're going on to talk about the fact that they've they're the only one of the lonely teams who have got a game this weekend, Friday night against Trent Juniors in the Football Nations Qualifying Cup, and in the last round to that, you know Newton Grange they won three two. They're two 0 up in Coastman, and then Newton Grange get back into it, and it's well, they got the they got the winner in the last few minutes but it was one of those what was this going to go so yeah so Trent Calm uh, 7th in Conference B they've got a couple of games in hand of teams that are above them so perhaps it may be a bit of a false position uh, that that low down but I think probably more accurate 12 games 7 wins 2 draws and 3 defeats you know when you've got likes of you know Bonnerig and, and Dundonald and, and Dalkeith in their league you know that, that's no, no disgrace for them um, 42 goals we were seeing in those 12 games yeah, uh, 21 21 against so you know you're looking at oh, what three goals 
three goals roughly a game and three and a half a game. Yeah, and and twenty, you know, to almost double two goals a game again. Yeah. So uh, it was two 0 in pre season to Spartans. They played each other in pre season, so it was a two 0 It went for Spartans. Uh, I'd probably say something similar on Friday night. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's definitely for Spartans. Yeah. 100% want to finish as high as possible but this is the priority I'd probably say this yeah is exactly what I was going to say I think the opportunity to get your hands on a trophy is definitely something that you'd be wanting to do and I think that they've they've got a chance um, it's going to be tough uh, Trinane you know 40, 42 goals 12 games makes them sound you know absolutely fantastic attacking team but you know Looking at some of the results in the previous round of this competition, they beat what well, Eyemouth fifteen two. Yeah, eleven one in the league. In eleven one in the league, so you you sort of uh, compare the two. Yeah, obviously they're they're scoring scoring a lot of goals against the put the. I mean, what I think Eyemouth are sitting bottom of the conference with. Got and conceded uh, ninety four goals, so <laughs> I think well. I think that that sort of says a lot. I mean, but you know they've. I mean, Trent have got Ian Black. In, in the centre midfield so it'll be intriguing to see you know Subo up against Ian Black that'll be that'll be one to watch out for they've got a boy up top I think Kane Patterson scored you know, 25 to 30 goals this season so definitely one for the boys at the back to watch out for so it's I mean obviously they will have a few players that will be decent but yeah. you've got to think that this is a massive opportunity yeah. for Spartans yeah. to get into the... I mean, because this will take them into the semi-final and then you're... What a chance to, to win this trophy. And it's, I think, for their season to be classed as not a disappointment. It's one that they need to need to sort of go as far as they can. In. Agreed. OK, can we move on to, to Edinburgh Uni? Uh, yeah, they're still in at the weekend had the opportunity to put a real gap between them uh, and sort of teams uh, at the bottom yeah yeah but you know between themselves and East Stirling you know it was a six pointer there was a three point gap but going into the game Callum and they took the lead it was all looking good you know I think at half time all the teams are winning it was looking really positive yeah. Um, oh, but yeah they, they conceded two goals in the second half and East Stirling without well I don't know if they were because there was something. It said booking, and the, and the the picture was of a red card. So I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, well, I went on to the Shire website to get a match okay. report. Okay. And they said that it was a sort of rash challenge. That some thought no, some thought yes. So I think probably along the lines maybe a Gary Dicker's red card against Hearts earlier this season. You know when? Oh yeah. You know a lot. Some people said straight red, some people said never mm-hmm, a red on mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. month of Sunday. So, no, wait, wait. Yeah, so to be 1 0 up against 10 men, then you've got to hope, you've got to see that out, and it'd be the first win in some time for, for the uni as well, you know. Yeah, but they can see two goals, Ross Allam, and then. They've, they've struggled. I think um, the conditions on Saturday weren't really conducive to decent football. The wind was all over the place. I think, yeah. judging from the match report, East Stirling had you know a fair bit of the first half. Uh, the uni took leads you know, ten minutes. Mark Waters, the guy that is when I went to see them, I was impressed with. I thought yep. he was very good in the centre. Yeah, centre of the park. So you know he scores, makes it one 0 But then the second half, as soon as East Stirling went down to ten men, 
in my uni looked really comfortable. They were pressing for the second goal, and then I think a change, uh, a change or two were made in for East Stirling, and they started getting the ball down, playing a little bit, found space that you know what the uni were leaving in an attempt to sort of kill the game off, and you know Ross Allam don't give him a chance you know you know like you 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 know personally <laughs> how how good the guy is yep. having played with him for a good few seasons and you know he's you know he's got talent you know he, he's he's a proven goal scorer so and then but i think to to lose the game of like 5 minutes to go is an absolute kick in the teeth and you know it's not it's not been a good sort of two months really for them mm-hmm. there's been games that they really should have been winning they're not Sorry, they're not losing games every week, but you know, not f- they failed to win. I think it's about what, eight games or something. So, yeah. well, they're now tenth. You know, and we had a quick look at the league table there, and I think they're. Is it, did I say they're ten points clear of Dalbiti? Yeah. Dalbiti have got two games in hand, so I mean, the chances of Dalbiti winning those two games are very slim. But if they, if they even pick up four points from those two games, you know, you suddenly get six. You know, it's, it's, that's not. Yeah, Far away, Vale of Leaving, I think I've got a couple of games in hand. They're, they're only maybe three three points roughly behind Ember Uni. So now they're maybe starting to look over their shoulder again, rather than looking looking forward. Yeah, pressure I mean, building again. Like they've they've always been capable of pulling a result out to distance themselves away. I think they they really should have won against Albiti. They were by far the better team and it was it was very much the case of Spartans BSC there, you know mm. the the ball fell to I think Dalbiti's most talented player and he takes advantage of it, uh, Lewis Sloan. So that game they should have won. I mean, they're one 0 up away at Stirling Uni, seventeen well like fifteen minutes to go. Give away a penalty. It's, so it's they're they're in Fine the margin, position. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly that and. You know, it's been a bit of an up and down season for them. They've had some fantastic performances and some poor performances, shall we say? But you know, I don't think you know. I'll step my neck and say I don't think they are in any sort of danger of getting dragged down into that. I think they will. They do have enough to see themselves through and you know finish sort of comfortably away from Safe, yeah. the danger, danger zone. But probably the priority for Edinburgh Uni every season. Is to stay. That's probably number one to stay in the league. You know the result. They don't have the the option to bring players in. You know there's no uh, their options are who's going to be at uni yeah. coming through. Yeah. You know that that's what it is. You know who, who are we losing? Who's graduating and and who's coming through from from the the twos or the under twenties, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they are probably only think one or two wins away from probably yeah. being safe, but. It needs to come sooner rather than later. Yeah, of course, uh, and you know there 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 will be difficult difficult. Oh, wow, can you speak? There'll be difficult games coming up for them, but you know, free week again this week. I don't think that's helping the sort of stop start. I agree. Stop start season that they're having. They're sort of they built up a wee bit of momentum, and then all of a sudden, it was five six games unbeaten, and then they went, you know, week without a game, and it's back, and it's just yeah, it's, it's every second Saturday they've got a. Yeah, game off, you know, almost almost seems that way. So, yeah, I don't it's, understand. It's tough for them. Sorry, I don't understand. You know, <coughs> Civil and Ember Uni have both played each other once this season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it wasn't like they played each other last week. They played each other right at the start. It was yeah, like it was three one three one civil. Yeah, but that was you know you're going back at least two three months mm-hmm. considering civil played Gretna twice. It's basically like, two weeks. Yeah, civil have got a free week. Embergini have got a free week. Why is Both that at the not? cup? Why is that not being played? Yeah, I mean it just it makes sense. I think um, I was sort of looking at the the rest of the league's fixtures, and you've got like. According to the website, it's like the twentieth of April that like the league finishes. And I was like, mm. surely not. It's early. But um, you know, given given the, the playoffs, of, it has yeah, to be like given the amount of postponements, etc. I think there are going to be games that are getting squeezed in. Yeah, play now. Like midweek, etc. That's going to be ridiculous. And yeah, why is that game not getting played? Two teams, both Three. in Edinburgh. Yeah, I mean, why is that not two o'clock, Christie Gallister Saturday? Because yeah. it was. It was down at FML, yeah. FML yeah. Uh, the first game. So Agreed. You know, yeah. A little bit of common sense goes a long way. Agreed, agreed. Okay, Callum, we'll, we'll move on to, to Hibs and Hearts. Uh, we'll start with... We'll go Hearts. Uh, they've got Livingston in the Scottish Cup on Sunday, live on TV. So I think that's probably one of the, the picks of the picks of the, the weekend. Well, um, yeah. Two very competitive teams. It's been good games between the two sides. Uh, well, I think... I think a few Hearts fans would disagree even after that second game but yes competitive uh, games anyway so that's going to be a you know after the winter break it's going to be a a nice return uh, to, to action yeah I think I think it could actually be a cracking game I think given the capitulation at the Tony Macaroni that Hearts Hearts endured I think it has to be well a vastly improved performance and Realistically, a sort of a couple of goals, you know, uh, just sort of, you know, aye, all right, he's he's got the better of us there, but you know that's that's a one off, you know, this is, like we're we're going to show you how you know how good we actually are, and I think, I think it is important that Hearts sort of put a marker down and you know get a few goals and just, Agreed. you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying it has to be five 0 but no. I mean a, a comfortable sort of three. 3-2-0 or 2-3-0 it will just be you know just exactly what I think the fans want and what what is needed really yeah be interesting to see if if Vanacek comes straight in as well yeah well I mean it's a big obviously we're talking about signings last week you know who needs what in the January window Hearts because I, I mean I don't we, we mentioned we don't think we need that many unless maybe one or two go if if June does end up end up going, which I think was that the consensus after the poll we ran? Was it, it was it was Play Cochrane, Play Cochrane or Yeah. Yeah, so so I think I think it was Play Cochrane that won it and Punt Doom was either a very close I think Punt Doom and Play Doom were neck and neck. Yeah. So yeah, it was if 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 he does go, maybe they will look to bring in a body or as so many Hearts fans have voted for, play play Harry Cochran. Yeah. But it's it's definitely definitely one of those Good that, time. Yeah, I think I think it'll be good a good time. game. Certainly certainly want to tune in on BBC and then the draw for the next round is straight after the game. But I wanted to ask you, you know, we're talking about transfers last week, which brings about the inevitable players that are out of contracts. Yeah. In in the summer and I think Hearts have four sort of first teamers. You know, Jim, who we've spoken about at length. 
He'll be off. I mean, he, he's he's yeah. yeah. I don't think he's he's off. Yeah. He's either you know, for me, it's either he's going or go now. Yeah. You know, if they can, if Hearts can get in uh, a couple hundred thousand for him just now, then fantastic. But you know, I think I think he will uh, certainly be looking at pastors new in the summer. Then you've got then you've got Michael Smith. Interesting. I fully expect Hearts to do something with that. Yeah, I think he's he, been. He is. How old is Michael Smith? Do you know? Michael Smith, twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think another two, three year deal. Yeah, I think no, uh, they'll look at time down. I think he's been. He's very, very reliable. He can play as he's proved as proven. He can play in a couple of positions on yeah. that bat line, and I, I think he's just a very good right back for for where Hearts are going to finish in the league. You know, in that sort of third, fourth place. Yeah, I think. I think I mean, if if you're looking at it and. You know, you're talking about like a Mr. Consistent and I think for the past sort of eighteen months, Hibbs Lewis Stevenson, you know, he's a he's a consistently a six or seven out of ten every single week. You know what you're getting out of him. Michael Smith's exactly that. I'm not comparing the ability of the two before anyone gets involved in comments, etc. But I think he is just Mr. Consistent for hearts, eh, and definitely someone that I'd, I'd tie up on another couple of years one of the sort of uh, rare diamonds from the Ian Cathro era was, is he's actually story. 30 30 wow yeah. wow yeah there you go so thank, make, thank you Google yeah that, that might come into it as well yeah I did, I did not think he was well I mean he joined he joined from Peterborough so maybe maybe he sees himself as perhaps he's got one contract left down south for, you know, a, a decent wage, perhaps. I think, given his performances this season, you know, he's certainly certainly worth it. I still think, I still know. think, even even regardless, you know, if he's twenty, if he's twenty seven or thirty, I still think there's a two or three year contract in there. Yeah, I, well, no, hundred percent. I think Hart should be Hart should be looking to to keep him, but you know, if him personally, if he's thinking that, I mean, I saw I saw today that he's. Um, partner is due to give birth to their second child in July so I don't know if that will play a part in his decision or anything like that but you know, for me definitely keep yeah. um, then it's the, the Jambo Soldier Big Dick Amona. this is an intriguing one because when he first signed we sat and just went look at his records look at where he last played you know that team was absolutely brutal look at many goals he conceded this guy can't be that good he comes in and you know, fans take them. I think for me personally, cult hero. Yeah, cult, me personally, I think a one season wonder. You think one season wonder? Yeah. Thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure. Shake I hands so. and goodbye. I think I think, so. I think it's one of those. I think that if he does end up signing longer term, could it backfire? You know, yeah. the sort of you know he was brilliant because he knew that he had just a a short sort of contract etc but then come the gets gets like a two year deal and it's just no he surprised me no doubt about that he surprised me you know he's a good age 28 um, I mean if you're going to keep him I'd say it's a, it's a, it's a, a one year deal again Max but then, uh, but then it depends I mean I think better, better I'll see out his career with Hearts but your guys like John Suter, who if 
I mean, well, Suter's coming back from an injury. If he comes back fit and healthy and, you know, he's he's back at the level he was playing at, then fantastic news, brilliant. But that also means that clubs down south will be like, take him. Mm. You know, he's now been capped by Scotland. You know, he's in. he's on the international scene. So that means that clubs will set up and take notice of him. And, you know, you're not wanting to lose. So... You know, does that play a part in your mm-hmm. mind? You know, possibly. You, yeah, you know, but possibly. For for me, I'd keep him. I'd keep him because, yeah, I think I think he's just fantastic. And then the last one is Aaron Hughes. I think and he'll be. Nice. Yeah. I think he'll be retiring. You know, yeah. And if not, I mean, the last game against Livingston, he should have. So, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, uh, a player that came in to as a stopgap and did okay, but yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, Cal, moving on to, to Hibs then. So it's it's Elgin on Saturday. Um, fully expect fully expect a, a win. You know, Elgin aren't doing fantastic in in League Two. I, I don't think it would have mattered. Um, anyway, I mean, Hibs could have been playing Edinburgh City, who are flying the top of yeah. League Two. I don't think it would have mattered. I fully expect a, a comfortable uh, result on, on Saturday. Yeah, I think I think that it's yeah there's there's no other way to put it Hibs should be coming through this tie with a comfortable scoreline there's it's it, yeah it's just as simple as that it's a fantastic draw I think to have Elgin at home and yeah it should just be four or five yeah Ryan Gold finally confirmed finally the day yep. after the, the, the podcast yep, we, we spoke about it contracted a transfer was it two days was it not Friday Thursday or Friday Thursday yeah. but eventually uh, Ryan Gold signed and it's an intriguing one it's really intriguing I don't know I think I think a lot of people will be wanting to see how good he is you know what he's learned and you know what happens a few few Hearts fans of mine got in touch saying that yep uh, really wanted him to go out and succeed uh, over there but now that he's signed for Hibs, I uh, want him to be brutal for six months and then go on to have a great career. So, you know, who knows? Who knows with Ryan Gold? It's an intriguing one. We'll have to see. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Further, sort of further rumours I've kicked around. I think Hibs are, are in line to three potential Celtic players. Um, oh, wait, what? Who else? Scott Allen, obviously. Obviously, given yeah, that's uh, we don't need to talk about that anymore. Lewis Morgan, we'd heard. Yeah. Uh huh. And also Jack Henry has been rumoured. Now, I've spoke to a guy, a friend of mine on Emma Unicorse about Jack Henry, and he says himself because he'd be a fantastic signing for Hibs. Um, he was an absolute standout at Dundee. The Hibs, the, the Celtic move, he's just been chucked in at the deep end. A too big. Uh, a club for him probably wasn't a good move. He probably should have gone to, from Dundee to a Hibs, to a Hearts, to an Aberdeen to have played a season or two there, rather than going straight from Dundee straight to 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 right. to, to Celtic. I think you know if you look at his career, Cal. He sort was at Wigan, hardly played, and then in somewhere else, um, at that level, sort of you know League One, League Two, England, but then perhaps confidence knocked, but comes up to Dundee, gets his confidence. And was very good, one of Dundee's standout players. So to go from there to Celtic was probably too big a jump from him. He was saying, he said, Hibs, it'd be a decent signing for Hibs. I mean, 
she had but Dad did it a good few years ago, you know, <laughs> and he was absolutely fantastic for Celtic. But in all honesty, to quote Mark McGee, get that to that um no, absolutely not. I don't think that that would be a good signing for Hibs. But hey. Problem Hibs have got as well now, if they're linked with three Celtic players, I think the rule is you can only get one from a from a team. I think in Scotland apparently you can only get one player from a, from another team in that right. in well, that league. So if that's the case, Callum, if you've got Henry Morgan and Allen, if you can only get one alone, who who do you go for? Scott Allen. Right. Scott Allen. Next question. Done. Okay. Uh, no, uh, it's always it's always Scott Allen. I think, but yeah, I think Hibs. Even given though you've signed Gold, yeah. you need maybe a wide player, perhaps more because of Boyle's injury. Do you still go for for Allen? It's always Scott Allen. Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. But, you're also seeing another another rumor you've heard, Callum Bryson. Craig Bryson. Well, it's been it's been in the papers. Which, if if I'm honest, that would be a fantastic signing for for Hibs. Uh, in all honesty, I think I thought he was very good at Kilmarnock. He's gone down south. He's played like Derby. He's bounced around a few clubs, but I think he's actually done very well down in south. And I think he would be a great signing for mm. for Hibs if. If that's true, apparently he is out of contract, but you know, Hibs are offering him a long term deal, which is what he's looking for in terms of security, if anything is to believe in the papers, but out of contract players done hearts do Hibs. You've got David Gray as as the first one out of contract and I'm surprised that this has maybe taken so long and perhaps talks are ongoing, maybe the injuries perhaps we put Talks, delaying talks, but to be club captain and and well, we're now potential pre-contract agreements. Other clubs coming around. It's interesting. Realistically, the guy should have a contract for life. He should be able to do whatever he wants to do. You know, if he wants to play in goals one week, let him. If he wants to play up front, let him. If he wants to pick the team, let him. There's there's no way that David Gray should be able allowed to just walk out of Easter Road. I think that would be a travesty. I think when he plays, he's fantastic and. Someone that Hibs should be keeping hold of. Uh, next, you've got the boy Nellum, who yeah, just get rid. Yeah. For me, I do you know what's weird? I genuinely think that there is a little bit of something when he played against Kilmarnock. I thought there is a little bit of a player there. I think he's, I think he's a bit too relaxed for the Scottish game, perhaps. But yeah. yeah, I think I think he probably will go at the end of the season. But I think he's interesting. Then you've got Darren McGregor, so maybe that's where the Jack Kendry rumour's coming from. Darren McGregor, if he's fit, what a player. But I think I think too many times this season he's he's perhaps been caught out. He's not played a lot of games this season. I think season he's got I think he, I think perhaps it <laughs> where Hibs want to be yeah. looking. I think if you're offering him a contract, I think it's a it's a twelve month deal max. Yeah. Um I think I wouldn't be surprised if this was maybe his last season at Hibs. Yeah, again, again, I I would agree with that, and it's a shame because he's. You what, know, I mean, what what a servant he's been in those couple of seasons. Oh, of course, fantastic, but uh, yeah, I'd I'd be inclined to agree with that. At, at the end of the day, you know, if you're wanting to kick on and progress, I think perhaps that's maybe where it's coming in. Next up. Now this is a bit of a dilemma, man. Bartley. Same as McGregor. You just think go, boom. There's absolutely no love lost here. That's uh, I. I'm, I'm just thinking again. You know, um, I think if... I, I think he's fine in certain games. I think he does a yeah. job in, in certain games. But 
Is that is that enough? Well, I is mean, that enough? Realistically, it's been shown this season. He's barely he's barely played this season. Yeah. You know, had played played in some of the European games, but then Milligan came in. Milligan's on an eighteen month deal minimum, I'm sure. So. You it's know, very like for like. It's yeah, and Milligan is a better player. So, unless he's up against Greg Stewart, but <laughs> yeah, uh, then you've got. Listen, I like Barry. Listen, I like Barry. I think he's a really good player. I think he's really. I think he's very good for certain games. But but again, I think if Hibs are looking maybe long term, if you're wanting to kick on, yeah, know, it's. I agree. Yeah, but then the sort of last two, you've got Ross Laidlaw, who's already been told that he can go. Yeah, I think to be fair. I actually had high hopes for him. Uh, I was over in Bromby for what was arguably his greatest performance. I think it was his Hibs, best performance. Uh, Hibs jersey. But I mean, <laughs> when you're when you're sitting there watching that, you, you thought, "Oh, here we go, what a keeper!" But you know, it's not worked out brilliantly for him. He got his chance in the League Cup semi final last year against Celtic, couple of howlers, and you know, unfortunately, he's not not really bounced back. I think you'll, you'll get a move to perhaps like a Dunfermline. Um, maybe even one of the teams maybe lower in the in, in the in the prem. Maybe, maybe like a Wraith Rovers back to them. But there's League One. But I know. But I mean, I they, they could they I could think, go up players etc. But he, like, yeah. he'll, he'll get he'll, he'll get. I, I feel like he'll get a he'll get a full time team somewhere yeah. in Scotland, and it's how he performs at that team. Yeah, I would um, agree. Um, and then Lewis Allen and I don't yeah, think another yeah. one go. I don't go think he'll me. be. Yeah. That's, yeah, I think he probably surprised himself. And himself, perhaps With that he's been given a couple of games, but yeah, it's it's just not coming off, and it's not really panning out. I think. So, Cal, where will you be this weekend? Obviously, you were at, you took in two, two games, games last. Yeah, you did the, the two o'clock. It. You know, I don't think I don't think enough has been made with the fact that I called that the boy was getting sent off, <laughs> and he got booked for two like. Um, Bouts of descent. I think not enough has been made of that. <laughs> but um, yeah, you took so you your two games last week. You were you were the two two kick off at Civil, and you got the second half at Hispan. So where are you this weekend? You've got oh. plenty of options. You could even take in three games this weekend, Cam. You could do Friday night at Spartans. You could do Hibs on, on on Saturday, and then you could maybe even go down to Tynecastle and and, and take in, in Hearts as well. Well, in all honesty, it's January, and my bank balance <laughs> definitely won't allow for. <laughs> Three games. I definitely think that. Well, clubs don't let us in for free. At <laughs> this point of time, still no, no. It's, that, it's an absolute travesty. But uh, no, I think I think probably some Friday night entertainment down at Ainsley Park is definitely a must. Uh, although to be fair, I'll see how the I'll see how the old legs are after fives on Thursday because I've got back into the old swing of things purely for. You know, I've I've talked myself up on the the podcast, so he's looking for a deal. Show, ah, that's it, that's it. You know, Spartans are looking for bodies. Here we go. I'm, I mean, I can take on a course at the uni, not a problem. But uh, no, yeah, I think I think probably go down to Spartans on Friday night and see how see how they get on against Trinity Juniors. You know, maybe maybe a few shouts at a certain Trinity player. Who knows? Who knows? Saturday, Calm, You've got Edinburgh City and obviously Hibs. Will you be venturing? Oh my god, I, d- I don't know. I'm not thinking that far ahead. We'll see what happens. Okay. We'll see what happens. Uh, Calm, thank you as always. I've been Andrew. I've been Calm. And that was the Ember of Football Podcast. <laughs>